does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. Final hour of the weekend for Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you're with us. It is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Driven, the number two savelives.org. Coming up this hour, Brendan King's going to join me. We're going to talk about the Colts, talk a little Notre Dame football. Also, Paul Condry will join me, and we will talk high school football sectionals last night, beginning round. We'll talk about that. Right now, though, the star of the show, because he's got all the info. It's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. Let's go ahead and recap all of the Indiana schools that had games today. Anderson fell to Defiance, Ohio, 32-22. Eastern Michigan defeated Ball State 20-16. Butler won their homecoming game against Maris 31-10. DePaul over Ohio Wesleyan in a close one, 22-21. Rose Holman, the fighting engineers... Beat Franklin 49-0. Mount St. Joseph over Hanover 44-29. As we've talked about and as I'm sure you've heard, Rutgers did manage to defeat the Indiana University Hoosiers. Scarlet Knights 24, Hoosiers 17. Illinois State defeated Indiana State 27-21. Bluffton over Manchester by 2, 46-44. Marion wins their homecoming game 24-7. And how about a highlight? Here is... Kayshawn Stevens making a great catch in the second quarter for a touchdown. Moving from right to left, facing a second down and eight at the 46-yard line in Concordia territory. Bundelo drops back all day to throw. Floats it down inside the 20. Stevens catches, bounces off two into the end zone. He caught it at the 20. Two Concordia Cardinals collided into him. They hit the turf. He ran the west of the way in. That's a big touchdown in Marion and now leads by two scores. After that, Notre Dame beating UNLV 44-21. Wisconsin extending their winning streak over Purdue at Badger Stadium to 16 games in a row, 35-24. Indiana Wesleyan blanks St. Francis 44-0. Taylor beats Madonna University 52-23. University of Indianapolis in what started out as a dominant performance ended up winning a close one over Quincy. 52-38 to in a game that they almost lost control of at their homecoming in the fourth quarter. Valparaiso over Moorhead State, 40-35, and Wabash dominant over Oberlin, 66-20. Some scores going on with games currently ongoing. Penn State, minute left to go before their eminent victory, 45-17 to over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. South Carolina also looking to lock in a win over Texas A&M, minute left in their fourth quarter game. 32-21. Kansas State has the ball, but victory almost out of reach. TCU 38, Kansas State 28. Ten minutes left in the fourth quarter there. Oregon State really just playing because they have to at this point. They're up over the Colorado Buffaloes 35-9. Louisville has retaken the lead in the fourth quarter. Four minutes remaining in that game, 14-10. Utah State has the ball. They trail by two possessions, 14-0. Wyoming leading in that game second quarter. Washington and California, currently ongoing, just got kicked off not too long ago. 6 to nothing there in favor of Washington. Finally, San Diego State is taking on Nevada. San Diego State is leading 
10 to nothing. Let's go ahead and break down the Pacers for you one more time. They were victorious in their first win tonight over the Detroit Pistons at home, 124 to 115. I won't give you the same breakdown I did last time, but the word of the night was double, double. Jalen Smith, 15 rebounds, 19 points. Tyrese Halliburton, 10 assists, 24 points. And Goga Batadze, 15 rebounds, 14 points, and one heck of an alley-oop. Batadze has had a wonderful game tonight. Gives it off to Matherin. Perimeter left to Taylor. Handoff on the wing to McConnell. McConnell outside the arc. Cross courts it to Matherin. Shot clock to seven. Matherin driving. He's in the lane. He lobs it to the goal. And Batadze up above the crowd right of the rim with a windmill right hand slam off the catch. Pacers will take on the 76ers on Monday. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. There are no age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. And right now, there are over 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. By signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Again, the website, driven, the number two, savelives.org. We're thrilled to be joined by Brendan King. You know Brendan King, star of our show. Brendan King, you've been a busy guy. You did some hockey work uh, last night, and um, you're watching Notre Dame and hanging out and doing cool things. So tell me what's going on. Coach, it's been a great weekend. Uh, yeah, as you said, I did some hockey in Chicago last night. And tonight, and today, for that matter, was Butler Homecoming, which was a great time. It's great to see some old faces that I haven't seen in a couple of years, obviously due to the pandemic. This is the first time that a lot of folks have made the trip for Butler alums that are living either on the West Coast, East Coast, or wherever. And right. it was great to see them. But even better, uh, I know Butler football got a big win today over Dogs Merrick, get a win. Dogs got a win, <laughs> right. and then dogs got another one. Dogs got another win, coach, because I was on the call for Butler versus St. John's men's soccer. It was senior night, homecoming, and dogs get a big 2 1 win over St. John's and are now second in the Big East. So, great day, great night on the campus of Butler University, each of our alma maters. I was going to squeeze in there. I, I do have a degree from there. And, uh, I wanted to you know, do that I, for you. I, was, I wanted to make sure I did that for listen, you. I appreciate, I appreciate, listen, I appreciate you lobbing them underhand. Uh, I, <laughs> I, did, uh, I did slug it out and get a master's degree there. I don't want to tell you how long ago, but um, in retrospect, getting that degree was one of the most uh, consequential things I ever did in my life because it allowed me – to uh, be considered for the Franklin College basketball job. And once I got that, then things started to kind of fall into place for me. So, yeah, I appreciate that. So, uh, Butler football, listen, they're, they're playing well right now. This was a big win. Uh, they've played a lot, in the last couple of weeks. They've picked it up and starting to play better football. No doubt. And, Coach, I mean, as you know very well, when there's a coaching transition, it's probably going to take a little bit of time just to get – everybody comfortable and I think that's the case with coach you coming over from Temple and you know he ran an FBS offense last year I, I think Butler is one of the few programs especially FCS programs in the country that can say they got a head coach with that level of merit you know a guy that was running again literally an right. FBS offense um, that now comes back to the FCS um, he had coached 
as a head coach in the FCS before. So I think this is his bread and butter. I watched a little bit of the game today. I thought the tackling was intense and violent. Um, you know, they were they did exactly what they needed to do. And offensively, uh, they, they ran the ball efficiently. So if you do those two things, Coach, especially in Pioneer League football, you're going to have a great chance to win a ball game. In an unreal fourth quarter, it was a tie game at 10 after half. And then uh, guys came out in the second half and played really well. So that was fun to watch. Always good to uh, win in front of the alums. Uh, that is a, <laughs> that's a very, very, very important concept. Uh, and it's not a concept that's lost on the administrators and the coaches. I think I think they they all understand it. All right, so it's a good day to be in the King family. Uh, Notre Dame with a win, right? A very much needed win over UNLV. Kind of get their confidence boosted a little bit as they head into a couple of tough ones in the uh, next couple of weeks, three weeks. But a good win, forty-four twenty-one today over UNLV. Monstrous, coach. He needed a response after that Stanford loss, uh, which I, I just don't think the Irish had any juice last week. Today, I think it's the exact opposite. Coach, we've talked about this before. I absolutely love the Notre Dame running back core. I think Logan Diggs, Audrick Estime, even throw Chris Tyree in there. I mean, that's a legitimate three-headed monster running back. So Notre Dame's going to have to use that to their advantage over the coming weeks because Clemson comes to town, and then they got to go on the road to face USC. And that USC game, it's not a it's not chip shot anymore. That, that's a Lincoln-Riley-led USC team. So the Irish are going to have their hands full, but I can't wait to watch it. And again, that running back core should ultimately lead the way, and it's exciting. It is exciting, and uh, you're exactly right about the uh, upcoming opponents. Um, These next two get really tricky because these are two teams (laughs) who can play, I mean really play, and uh, we'll find out so much more about this team in these next coming weeks. Well, we will, and based on what happened with Clemson today, Coach, they had a lot of problems with Syracuse, and Dabo Sweeney had to make a quarterback change. And look, uh, Dabo Sweeney, of course, the head coach of Clemson, he is a no-nonsense type of guy. And you would imagine that they are going to have uh, their P's and Q's rolling when they come to South Bend. Uh, That's going to be a great day up in the 574 Clemson-Notre Dame. And I I believe I will be on hand at least for the daytime portion (laughs) of it. I have some people that i got to go see. and uh, It should be cool. Looking forward to it. Can you hang on through this scoreboard update? Yeah, no problem. We'll come back. We'll talk some more ball with Brendan King on Indiana Sports Talk. A handful of college games still in action. TCU versus Kansas State. TCU has the ball, and they're looking to put a nail in the coffin of this game. They're up 38-28 with six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Oregon State Beavers over the Colorado Buffaloes, 42-9. Seven minutes remaining in that game. Louisville has been acting fast. They put up 17 points in the fourth quarter. They are now ahead of Pittsburgh, 24-10. Utah State finally on the board in the second quarter. Wyoming with the ball. Coming up on halftime there. Three minutes remaining. Wyoming leads, 14-7. Washington versus California. Washington still up 6-0 as that game has 12 minutes remaining in the second. Nevada and San Diego State. San Diego State with 10 points to Nevada's none in with two minutes remaining in the first quarter. Let's go ahead and do just a couple of other sports that are in action tonight. The Astros now lead the Yankees 3-0 after winning today 5-0. The Philadelphia Phillies are currently up over the San Diego Padres 10-6. Game four there. Phillies lead that series 2-1. Lastly, in some ECHL hockey news, the Indy Fuel were in action up in Kalamazoo, Michigan earlier. They won their game 5-3. 
They'll be back at the State Fairgrounds sometime next week. I believe it is next Friday. That's going to do it for me. I'll be back again at 1130 for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King rejoins me. Brendan King, Colts, Tennessee. Uh, You'll be... Oh, this is a road game, right? So you're not going to be yeah. entertaining the the masses downtown Indianapolis <laughs> on the pregame on our flagship stations, correct? So you'll just you'll just be like the rest of us. You'll be a fan tomorrow, Coach. Tomorrow is a uh, kind of day off where I can just watch the game and sit back and relax, which is a little interesting, but I don't mind what? it. And uh, but I will say that tomorrow, being in that fan perspective, usually being at the game, it gives you. A, a little perspective and uh, full intel about what's going on. You can see who's subbing in and out. Watching the game on TV, obviously don't have that. Um, Coach, I I think it's going to be a gauntlet-type game in the trenches. Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor. Of course, JT comes back after that foot injury has kept him out for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Naeem Hines as well is back. Uh, I thought what Deion Jackson, Coach, did last week against Jacksonville. I mean, the guy had 10 catches out of the backfield as a running back, and many of those mm-hmm. catches were in the first quarter. Uh, I, I coach, I, I know you're not as much in like fantasy football stuff, but Deion Jackson, what he did last week, he proved to a lot of people he is now the Colts' highest-scoring running back in fantasy football this year, which I, I get doesn't sound like a lot to most people, but like Deion Jackson had the best game of any Colts running back of the year last week. And you get Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines back. Coach, right. I think you got to pound the ball with Jonathan Taylor, but look, if things go haywire, you just had a guy that played his tail off last week against Jacksonville and got you an AFC South win. So I loved what I saw to Deion Jackson. It's just a matter of finishing, Coach. This is a good Tennessee team. They don't make a lot of mistakes. That comes from their head coach, Mike, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, it's going to be a battle, and that's what we should expect. It's an incredibly important game because, you know, yeah. if you go back in time, and you know me, I kind of look at this differently than most. Um you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, fans and media in Indianapolis and uh, and around uh, were convinced that we needed to fire everybody, uh, fire Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, this, that, and the other. This team's horrible. They're not going to win, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing what a win does for you, for your perspective, <laughs> because, you know, the world was coming to an end with this franchise uh, with the with the start they had, and now if they win, they take over the division lead. It's amazing how this has all transpired with guys who people just couldn't wait to blast for their performances. No doubt, Coach. Last week was important. This week is even more important because the next AFC South game that you're going to play is going to be the last regular season game this year, and it's actually next year, wow. it's in 2023, January 8th. Right. 2023 against the Houston Texans at home is your next division game. So in a way, sure, that's on the NFL. Like that's got to be better scheduling wise that you play 90, 85% of your division schedule through the first half of the year. I I mean, I'd rather see it coach where I'm playing Tennessee week two and you see him again, week 11 or 12, right? Because you're totally, you're totally different team by that. Um, And I'd love to see that test, but Hey, that's how the schedule works. You can't do anything about it. So you right. got to go out and you got to right. win tomorrow. But I will say, Coach, to your point about the fireable offenses, I guess, I was never really on that train. But I will say this. 
Uh, you can ill afford another week two type performance when you got shut out in Jacksonville. You just can't do that. Uh, and if that happens, Coach, obviously we both know there's going to be a whole lot of people talking. But just from a realist perspective, you simply just can't have that. You got to go out. And you got to compete tomorrow. No. Yeah, and and the thing about tomorrow's game, this is what's fun about this type of matchup is two teams are going to line up. And and, yeah. and whoever can control uh, the point of attack, control the line of scrimmage, you know, you line up against somebody, and if you beat them, you beat them. They beat you. They beat you. They're going to grind it out. Both these teams are just going to line up and go at each other. That's why I love this game because, again, this is going to be one in the trenches. I don't think this is, a, a, you know, an Air Force-type offense game as much as nope. Alec Pierce impressed last week, as much as Michael Pittman. You know, he had a 100-plus yard game last week. Uh, Coach, whoever runs the ball better is simply going to win this game. And what's a little bit scary, obviously, is a guy by the name of Danico Autry, the former Colt, uh, who went to Tennessee. I was talking with our pal Kevin Bowen this week. I don't think there's anybody in the NFL that plays better against his former team than Danico Autry. This guy took it personally. This guy took it personally that he didn't get a contract here. And he plays great against the Indianapolis Colts. So we're going to see what happens. But, again, uh, if Jonathan Taylor – can play well tomorrow. Uh, I think you can bet that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have a good chance to win tomorrow. All right, I'd be remiss, even though in the midst of all this football, I'd be remiss to not ask you about playoff baseball in the bigs. It's been awesome, Coach. Uh, I, I did not have the Astros taking a 3 nothing lead on the Yankees on my bingo card. <laughs> but right? uh, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> Coach, it's been a weird playoff. Uh, I, the Astros... I think they're playing spectacular this week. But don't forget, I would argue the Seattle Mariners had the Houston Astros beat in two out of the three games that they played. Right, Uh, right, But the Astros found a way to win. And credit the Astros. That's the leadership of Dusty Baker. And I like Dusty Baker a lot. Um, I I don't personally like the guys on the Astros team uh, based off what happened in a couple World Series ago. Um, But that point aside, good for Dusty Baker. Uh, He led his guys through really tough moments. And they won a couple games probably they shouldn't have in that round one against Seattle. Now, Coach, as you know, as well as I do, there is no bigger factor in October than momentum. The Astros have it. And they're up 3 nothing on the Yankees, which is unbelievable to hear. So, um, I've, I've loved watching it. I think it's been a great October. Right. But, look, Coach, right. I, as good as the Yankees are, I, I, don't, I don't bet on anybody coming back from 3-0. So, we'll see. He's Brendan King. When are you working again for us? I will see you next Friday, Coach. We'll be talking about some high school playoff Ooh, football, tournament football, semi, and we're going to have a good semifinal, time. Semifinal Friday, baby. That's, uh, that's a special night. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right, Brendan, enjoy the game tomorrow. Thanks for doing this. Right, I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, Coach. See ya. Coming up. Yeah, we've got another scoreboard update. we got two more scoreboard updates before – we say goodbye to you. And uh, as we mentioned, Friday night, semifinal Friday for the sectionals. I'm glad you joined us last night. Clearly, it gets uh, more fun as we as we progress. Uh, and I want to congratulate, sincerely congratulate all the those young men whose teams did not win last night. And uh, those, especially those of you who are wrapping up your high school careers. Congratulations. Um, you did something important. 
You did something successfully. Your teams may not have won, obviously, and you may not have played the way you wanted to, and it didn't end the way you wanted to, but be proud of what you've accomplished. And mom and dad, be proud. Uh, and I know it's I know it's painful. I mean, it really is because all those uh, those uh, nights uh, that you've gone and uh, and watched, and all those practices and. Uh, you've cried when your son has cried. You've laughed and you've been happy when he's been happy. Um, unfortunately, uh, high school-wise, that comes to an end. And so it's a great experience, and I applaud you for being a part of it. And congratulate those teams that won last night. And it's um, it's fun. And there there's a reason why there's been a book, a movie, and a television show about Friday Night Lights because it's actually it's really, really special. Uh, I certainly don't need to explain that to anybody. If you've lived through it, you understand what it's all about. So congratulations. Good luck. Don't forget to join us because we're we're going to be all over it Friday night with uh, sectional semifinals around the state. Coming up to that end, Paul Condry and I, after this scoreboard update at the bottom of the hour, Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest, as we normally do on Saturday nights, we'll take a look back at the action in high school football around the state last night as sectionals opened up around the state. Some really interesting stories that Paul wants to point out. And we'll also look ahead some of the matchups on uh, semifinal Friday. That's all coming up after this scoreboard update with Sam Fritz on Indiana Sports Talk. All right, back to scores from all around the country. Ohio State versus Iowa, the Buckeyes versus the Hawkeyes. It was the Buckeyes winning and remaining undefeated, 54-10. Speaking of undefeated, the Tennessee Volunteers, third ranked against UT Martin, 7-0 tonight, 65-24. Once again, the Volunteers beating UT Martin, 65 65- 24. Clemson hands Syracuse their first loss this season, 27-21, with a 17-point fourth quarter to retake the lead and earn their victory, keeping their undefeated season alive. Alabama on a warpath today, seeking revenge after their loss last week to the Tennessee Volunteers. They won 30-6 against Mississippi State. Ole Miss suffers their first loss this year to LSU, 45-20. Ole Miss falling in that one, surely going to be falling from their seventh ranking that they had today. In the battle between numerical neighbors, the Oregon Ducks versus the UCLA Bruins, Oregon wins 45-30. to They advanced to 6-1 to on the season. Oklahoma State beating Texas 41-34. to Wake Forest beats Boston College 43-15. to Penn State defeated Minnesota 45-17. to Cincinnati over SMU in a close one. They win only by two, 29-27. Tulane over Memphis, 38-28. Baylor over Kansas City, 35-23. Army defeats UL Monroe, 48-24. Houston over the Navy, 38-20. And Kent State over Akron, 33-27. I got one more coming up later, folks. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Last night, busy nights. Sectionals kicked off, no pun intended, in high school football around our state. As we do on Saturday nights, we talk to the man who literally wrote the book. It's called the Indiana Football Digest, the founder and creator of the Indiana Football Digest, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, member of the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame, 
good guy Hall of Fame, our friend Paul Condry. Hello, Paul. Hey, Coach. Great to be with you tonight to recap uh, week number one of the 50th IHSAA State Football (laughs) Tournament Series. How neat is that? Um, You know, the good and the bad and the ugly, we saw it all last night. One thing, we had great weather. Let's start right there. It's a great way to start the tournament series. The ugly is the fact that 121 groups of seniors are either turned in their gear this morning or are going to do that Mm -hmm. on Monday. And that sense of finality for some of those boys who are never ever going to play football uh, organized football I should say uh, ever again is now a stark reality to them and uh, all the time in the weight room all the time they spent with their teammates all the extra work that they did in the off season uh, if you're a football player only then it's a really even a more harsh reality for someone like you as you recall I mean you right. you finished up football season and the next day you were basketball practice and so <laughs> that's exactly you know, right there was, there was there was there was never any uh, you know there was never any time, lag time in there between us. So that was the other aspect. And we saw some great games, some interesting uh, matchups, I thought, uh, kind of played itself out. We had some teams that uh, – one thing that we are – we know this, Bob, is that we are – we know that we're going to have two new champions in Indiana this fall. Obviously, Cathedral, we knew that because they moved up in right. 5A. But Mount Vernon lost last night. So we know we're going to have a new 4A champion. We know in Class 1A that we lost three sectional champions last last night. Uh, Class 2A kind of went unscathed. All the sectional champions from a year ago advanced to round two. In 3A, we lost a couple, including Marion. Marion had won seven straight sectionals. Here they are. They're going out in round number one and then in Class 4A, as they alluded to, uh, a team loss in Mount Vernon. So that was kind of the flyover of our first night of postseason play. Ole Miss had the great win uh, over uh, Marion. Huge rivalry. What, What a great program win for Mississinawa. Yeah, it was. And, you know, you kind of expect this kind of stuff going on. But I think the you talk about program wins, and I think we we see teams rise to the occasion. And the programs that uh, I think that jumped off the page at me last night was the programs that we expected to win, uh, like right. Ole Miss, uh, did those things that they were supposed to do. We did that. We did have a couple of neat matchups between ranked uh, with some teams that don't like each other very well and Tri-West and Danville. And of course, Danville, who lost to Tri West earlier in the season, uh, mm-hmm. you know that was what I like to call an Avenger alert. We saw the same thing happen down south between uh, Pike Central and Washington, where uh, right. Pike Central was in a situation where they got absolutely hammered by Washington during the regular season, and then they turned the tables in postseason play. So we saw some of that stuff going on. There were programs that have had great success throughout the course of our our existence in postseason play, uh, continuing just to do what they do. Ron Colley, you know, Memorial, Emmonsville Memorial, those kind of teams uh, right, just right. continue to, to do what they do each and every night. Lutheran has become a dominant team. And then, of course, uh, Sheridan and the legendary Bud Wright, you know, he's in a situation right now, Bob, uh, with uh, picking up his 100th playoff huh. 
win in Indiana. Unfathomable. <laughs> I mean, some no. some programs have not won 100 games, right. and here's one right. man winning 100 games. So that's what that's what I call great programming. Last night, a big win for Garen Catholic over Oak Hill. This might have been one of the better games in the state, Paul. Garen uh, Catholic 24-21 winners over previously uh, unbeaten Oak Hill. This was a fantastic game. Yeah, I, I talk to Bud Osmond every Saturday morning because he's uh, part of our, our committee that we work through the Colts Coach of the Week. And Bud was uh, rather quiet and, and uh, subdued this morning in our, in our normal Saturday conversation. And I know that uh, you know he was really excited about this group. I, you know, anytime you go through the regular season and right. you win all your games, that's just a you know your expectations are high. And make no mistake about it, they were very high for this group. And I know that. Uh, uh, we did a story on them earlier in the season, and I know getting to know some of those kids in a uh, tough situation there. But give Tom Billy – and I think what you have to come back to, Bob, is strength of schedule. This right. is the right. bottom line. Garen Catholic playing the likes of Lafayette Central Catholic, Heritage Christian, Brabuff, Roncalli, Chittard, East Central. Those kind of games prepare you for the games that uh, they're at right now. So don't let that 6-4 and four record deceive you. That's a team that could potentially make a deep postseason run if, uh, they, if, if they play their cards right. So that's a good win for Tommy's kids. Really was. We're talking with Paul Condry about high school football. Uh, obviously, we had uh, one, two, three, and four A last night, and um, as you mentioned, kind of held true to form in a couple of those classes. And there were just some really, really strong matchups. Uh, and, and at this particular point, you know who you are, you know what you have, and I continue to be intrigued in a number of ways by this Kokomo team. Had an easy time of it last night with Frankfurt, but you know what they, what Austin. Uh, Colby has done – it's just amazing what they've done with that group. Well, you know, his dad, Brett, of course, is who's a fixture there for many, many years. And Austin, of course, who played for his dad along with his brother. Uh, they're just kind of like the first uh, family of Kokomo when it's right. all said and done. And I know that they've done a good job there. Make no mistake about it. Now they're going to be taking on a county rival now here with Western. Western's had a pretty good year in, in when it's all said and done. And I think that that's going to be a really neat matchup. Western's at 6-4 and four on the season. Uh, should be a good one there. But I think – uh, one of the things I've always said once ago, go back to strength of schedule. Uh, and the, one of the things I think that's hurt the North Central Conference over the course of the year is the fact that uh, football has never been a priority in some of the schools that are there. It's maybe one of the best basketball conferences in the in the United States at one point in time. But uh, you know, if they if they could really really uh, make a d- deep postseason run, maybe they can uh, you know kind of throw away some of those uh, mindsets that have that have been out there for many many years but they need uh, I think the Cats are in a, in a good position as they move in and of course uh, to, got a game on the road that'll be the third straight road game and so they're getting uh, getting to the point now where it's all said and done that uh, they'll have to get away from the friendly confines of their unbelievably beautiful f- football facility there in Kokomo Well you know what uh, the, the applauds uh, you should applaud uh, the administration the community for getting behind that program and I mean it's first rate I mean uh, Dynamo scoreboard all the things they do it's it's big time on what they're doing 
There's no question about it, and it is so neat to see schools making those commitments to uh, further their uh, athletic adventures, if you will. And I think when we take a look in the next segment about uh, our, our games for next week, you look at some of the teams that are in there that are still playing are teams that have great facilities. And I think that's one thing that's been uh, said and done over the years is that if you want to uh, have success, you need to be able to make sure you put your money where your mouth is. And I think a lot of the schools in our state, especially when you look at the big schools in our state, right. 6A and 5A and 4A, I mean, they have some of the finest cathedrals of football in all of America. And I think it's we're really fortunate in this state that uh, we're in that position to be able to do that. Paul Condry with us. We're talking about high school football. I got about a minute or so here. You, you still believe uh, in, in, the, in Lutheran and in, in single A uh, and, uh, you know, a battle in, in 6A and uh, in, in the balance that we've talked about throughout the year? Yeah, I do. I believe Lutheran, of course, they had a good, you know, that's a good win last night against yeah, uh, a number nine South Putnam team. You beat the number nine team in the state, 42 to nothing. Uh, you can flex your, your muscles. They won seven straight postseason games. Uh, I, I think uh, we did a story on them earlier this week on Colts.com, and I think uh, really, really got to know the, their, their group of kids, and I think that they're a very, very fine football team. And I don't think anything, as we get ready to jump into five, 6A and 5A this week. I don't think anything has changed my mind and what you and I talked about on the IHSA pairing show, other than the fact that uh, some of these teams are going to have to try to uh, be the <laughs> Avenger, if you will, and try to turn things around right. from what we saw during the regular season. Paul Condry, you are the guy. Paul and I will come back, talk more high school football on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's been a great night, everyone. Final update of the night from me. Duke, the Blue Devils beat the Miami Hurricanes 45-21. Buffalo over Toledo 34-27. Bowling Green beating Central Michigan 34-18. Ohio beating Northern Illinois 24-17. Texas Tech was victorious over West Virginia 48-10. Rice by one over Louisiana Tech 42-41. Liberty University over BYU 41-14. Maryland defeated Northwestern in a Big Ten matchup, 31-24. Western Michigan beating Miami of Ohio, 16-10. Marshall defeated James Madison, 26-12. Georgia Southern over Old Dominion, 28-23. Florida International beat Charlotte, 34-15. UTSA over North Texas, 31-27. Missouri beat Vanderbilt by a field goal, 17-14. And Stanford by one over Arizona State. You had Colorado State beating Hawaii 17-13. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns beating Arkansas State 38-18. Southern Mississippi over Texas State 20-14. And finally, Fresno State over New Mexico decisively 41-9. Baseball wrapped up. The Astros beat the Yankees 5-0. They're 3-0 in their series. And finally, we have a score between the Phillies and the Padres, 10-6. Phillies have a 3-1 lead over the Padres in their series as we see the teams that may be heading to the World Series coming up real soon. That does it for me. I'll see you guys next time. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Before the scoreboard update, the best, Paul Condry and I were talking about last night's opening round of high school football. And Paul, now we move into the semifinals. 5A, 6A, join the party. Uh, you can imagine that you get to that semifinal round. You talk about great matchups. Now you start to really see them increase around the state on Friday night. 
Yeah, let's start with the big boys and give them some love here tonight, Coach. Carol at Penn should be a great one. That's a game that's going to be broadcast on regional radio sports. Elkar Warsaw should be a dandy. Zionsville Nobles were going to be playing each other. Westfield Carmel, keep in mind in that Zionsville game, uh, uh, they beat Noblesville earlier in the season. Brownsburg and Ben Davis, how about that one? Hey, they played at Ben Davis earlier in the year. Brownsburg right. won 21-16. That should be an interesting uh, matchup there. Uh, I like some other games in this one especially this one up in the fort as Dwanger is going to be hosting Fort Wayne Snyder. Uh, Snyder is uh, looking for its 28th sectional championship. They beat this team earlier in the season, 28 to nothing. My buddy Brian Woodard, of course, is going to be hanging it up after this year. I know he's going on the road to take on Harrison. Uh, That game was a one-score game back in week number two, so that'll be interesting to see how that baby plays itself. I'm going to jump down into 4A I like this one, Coach. This is one we'll be broadcasting on Regional Radio Sports. Lowell and New Prairie. These two teams wow. met in week three. New Prairie with a win in that one. I think that should be a tremendously competitive football game. Down south, how about a good one here between Jasper and Evansville Memorial? Jasper won right. that game in week number one. That should be a really, really fun affair there. Uh, taking a look at some of the games uh, that I also like in Class 3A. Yeah, I don't think you can ask for any more than what you have here. Two teams that are 10-0. How about that one? Gibson Southern <laughs> and Owen Valley. Gibson Southern, mm-hmm. they won seven straight playoff games. A great matchup in two-way. We did a story this week on the LaVille Lancers football team. They're going to be matched up against Andron. These two teams met in the regional championship. Andron got a bye last week. They're going to be taking on LaVille, who is playing their best football of the season. Cass at Lafayette Central Catholic uh, should be a dandy. And then you move uh, down further in the state. One of my favorite games in all of football coming up to this Friday, Bob. How about this one? Triton Central, Brownstown Central. You say, why, Paul? Because you have uh, 59 years of combined experience between right, Tim right. Abel and Reed May and over four. 100 wins, almost 500 wins. That should be a good one there. And then, of course, you have the matchup South Adams and Adams Central. Should be a great win. And we got to give some love out to the Larry Bud Wright again. He's matched up against <laughs> Monroe Central. But here's an interesting note, Coach. If Larry Bud Wright runs the table and wins the state championship in 1A, his win in the championship game would be his 450th game of his career if that were to play itself out. Wow. How about that, Coach? Wow. That's, well, <laughs> it's hard to root against him because he's such a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful guy. You know? He is, absolutely. So we're going to have great games uh, as we continue. And um, it's always fun to catch up with you on Saturday nights. I'm glad you and Tanya are doing better after the uh, encounter with a deer last weekend. Paul Condry, thank you so much. You're the best at what you do. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Great to be with you, Coach. God bless. Thanks a lot, Paul. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network, my broadcast partner on the pairing show. And for those of you who understood that, you know, that comment, uh, the encounter with a deer after the pairing show, Paul and Tanya on their way back to their home in the uh, Mishawaka area, South Bend, Mishawaka area, uh, had a an encounter with a deer on 65 North going about – 65 miles an hour. They're okay. The deer isn't. 
car was totaled, and uh, they're just now kind of coming out of the uh, concussion protocol and feeling better. So we're helpful. We're we're happy that they're healthy and excited about that. Short break. Final thoughts. Final break. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives.org is their website. Sign up today to help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. By signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Their website, driventosavelives.org. Very important website. So college football today, another one of those days, unfortunately. Purdue loses, IU loses, Ball State loses, Indiana State loses. How am I doing so far? Uh, Notre Dame with a W, 44-21 winners over at UNLV. Uh, Rutgers beats IU, 24-17. Indiana State loses to Illinois State, 27-21. Purdue disappointed in their loss, 35-24 to Wisconsin. Eastern Michigan over Ball State, 20-16 to the final in that one. Gets interesting in the HCAC right now. Uh, two unbeaten teams now. Um, Mount St. Joseph beat Hanover, 44-29. Franklin College losing to rose Holman 49-0. Um, so um, you have Rose and MSJ undefeated. Uh, DePaul with a great win over Ohio Wesleyan. Um, UND, big over Quincy. Marion breaks Concordia's 27-game home winning streak. It was an impressive win to uh, nationally ranked teams. And so a lot going on. <clears throat> the big thing, though, just a reminder, you got to join us Friday night. It's tournament time. We're in the semifinal round of the football championship uh, great games, as Paul Condry mentioned, uh, all over. Get out and support your local student-athletes in your community. Um, it'll be fun. Hopefully the weather will hold off for all of us, and we'll be able to have another great night. But we're there. We're getting ready to play some high school football uh, as we get into the semifinals. I know a lot of us will be watching some football tomorrow. Uh, perfect day, though, to get out and do some things, but very important game uh, for a lot of reasons with the Colts and uh, Tennessee. So uh, cross your fingers and hope all goes well for the good guys. And don't forget to join us next weekend. High school football once again, lots of college football. We're going to start to talk about basketball. That's right around the corner. It's that perfect time of year when you have uh, playoff baseball and the bigs. You have the NFL, the NBA, college football, college basketball. It's a great time. My thanks to Ty 
Tally and Sam Fritz. Also, my thanks to our great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.